Hey everybody, welcome back to the For Who, For What podcast. I am your host, as always, Patrick Schroeder, reminding you once again to rate and review the podcast five stars over there on iTunes. Sure would appreciate it. Say something nice about the show and the review. Go ahead, subscribe to us wherever you listen. iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Go ahead, click that subscribe button. And thank you guys so much for listening. This week we've got Matt Wayne back. And of course, we're joined by the great George Gordon, talking about the divisional round of playoff games in the NFL. It's going to be a fun one. You guys are going to enjoy it. Let's get on with the show. Oh, this is oh, fresh off go. the presses on Twitter here. All right, we've got nice. The Bengals on. have ruled out Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa for Sunday's game. That's Ooh. two linemen out. Yeah, that's big. That's big. All right, we got an iPhone in the room. You do. Hey, hey. there he is. Oh, well, there he is, the mysterious man. That was uh, <laughs> after after all of our work. We finally got you. How you doing, George? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. We uh, we were just we were getting into it. This is uh, for those of you who haven't been listening for the last 20 minutes. So everybody, but <laughs> while we just Matt, talk shit, while <laughs> while we waited for George to join us, uh, welcome George to the For Who For What podcast. Your first appearance. We're going to be talking about the divisional games uh the, the best week of football all year they're uh they're they're only four games it's a little sad it's that time it's that time of year it's like you know the end of the world cup the end of march madness anything where there's like a you're used to a ton of games and then you get to the the end of it and there's big games but there's not as many and you start to miss it this is the week i start to feel sad but also Look how good these games are, Maddie. Look, look what we're dealing with here. It's very exciting. I, uh, I can't wait. Although I just, I'm gonna barf. Like I just need this Bills Bengals game to happen, like right fucking now. They were, they were showing highlights on Sports Center last night of uh, Chris Berman doing a, a Bengals Bills highlights from the the late '80s, and uh, oh wow. Yeah, they showed the full they showed the full boomer highlight clip on Sports Center. It was magical. But uh Boomer right, talking let, Boomer. But did you have something on Boomer? No, I was just saying Boomer talking Boomer because there's Boomer Chris Boomer. That's right. Asiasen. And then Boomer Asiasen. Sure. Yes. I don't even know who was the number one wideout for Boomer Asiasen back then. Ooh. On the Bengals. Called? Georgie. Who, uh, who 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 was it? Uh, I'm I'm thinking here, uh I can't really name uh, many offensive late, players on those Bengals Super Bowl teams. Other than Icky Woods. Yes. And I think that's that's post Collinsworth. Because the Bengals were good in the early 80s and the late 80s. Right. 
who was Ooh. on who was on this is before the Carl Pickens Darnay Scott era. Oh uh, wide receiver. This is this is Peter Warwick before Peter Warwick. Before um, Peter, before the, the Dillard's uh Dillard's very own Peter Warwick. Who the fuck were those wide receivers? That is a great question. Is it, uh, George, is it Webster Slaughter? Webster he, Slaughter was like on the Oilers then. I think he oh, might okay. have been the Browns. I think Webster might have been, been the Browns too. Dude, the Browns used to have like Webster Slaughter and that Michael Jackson guy who was so yep. good. Michael Teehee Jackson, as uh, Chris Berman would call him. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, Michael Teehee Jackson. Are you looking up like Bengals 1989? I am. <laughs> I looked up. Well, I'll tell you who we forgot uh, was Tim McGee. I just looked up Bengals 1990 roster. Uh, Tim McGee. And then Eddie Brown, who had 44 catches with nine touchdowns. What about uh, 89, the year they went to the Super Bowl against let's see, the Niners? 89, that's right, 89. And then I th- that whole team was just running behind Anthony Munoz. Um, Correct, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when you look at the roster, there's not much there. Yeah, James Brooks and uh, Icky Woods. James Brooks over 1,000 yards. How about that? And then on defense – they really did not have much going on in terms of star power. No guys with over six sacks. Like, this is really – it was a different time in the NFL. That's, that's kind of crazy that that team made it through the gauntlet of, like, Kelly, Marino, Elway. I'll even throw Bernie Kosar in there. Well, that Sam White never gets his his due as a coach. Uh, you know, he was – he was sort of that that hurry up tempo offense, like you know, early sort of Chip Kelly stuff, doing crazy shit. Chip system. The chip the, system. The one thing I remember about him, remember when he was like, "We don't do that shit here in Cincinnati." Yes. Like when they <laughs> no, yeah. He, when they were throwing stuff on the field, he said, "This is in Cleveland." I don't even think they were playing. They weren't even playing the Browns. He just. He does. That's like a that's like a road comic, knowing what town to shit on. Yeah, exactly. That was the like you know. Shelbyville, doesn't it? Like it was the the perfect, right. yeah. Get more you, credit to you. <laughs> more credit to Sam Wedge, definitely going forward. Um, all right, so let's get to the games this week. Last week, I think uh the only games we differed on were the Vikings and Giants game. You went Giants, I went Vikings, and then the Bucks Cowboys game that I went Cowboys, you went Bucks. So we finished even for the first week. Uh, George will be taking over Lane's chair and picking games. And uh, we'll start with the early Saturday game. The Kansas City Chiefs are eight and a half point home favorites against the Jags. Let's start with uh, our, our new guest this week. Georgie, who do you like in this one? Um, uh, this is more about feeling than it is about like actual stats. And I kind of like Jacksonville. I think eight and a half is kind of a big number for a divisional game. Uh, and I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm going to throw at you. And this is just based on like things that have like, uh, Andy Reed, uh, as a coach, he is, uh, he has lost a divisional game eight times at home, 16, 17, 18, and 21. Those were all games at Kansas city, which he lost. And um, as far as like against the spread, they're one seven and one in their last nine games. And I just I just like that the, the hot teams coming in and Trevor Lawrence could have gone all Nathan Peterman and like in those four interceptions in the first half, but he also threw four, <laughs> four touchdown passes the next week, the next the second half. So 
I know. I think they make a game of it, and I, I for some reason, I've convinced myself in the Jacksonville covering, and I think Doug Peterson's going to dial up some plays, and I think it's going to be like a 27-23 Jacksonville win. Wow. There you go. That's that's what an hour of prep looks like there, Maddie. You might be out as uh, if George if George can get his camera to work, you might be replacing him. I, I, that... I'm fine with that. I mean, I <laughs> I I wrote down Kadarius Tony had his best game week 10 against the Jags. That's what I wrote down. There you go. Hey, that's, uh, you know, stats versus, uh, you know, the, the eye test. And uh, oddly enough, Christian Kirk also had his best game. Nine catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns. So I guess those would be your X factors, those two receivers. Mm-hmm. And Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. I mean, they don't have a ton of talent, but they're doing the best they can with the talent that they have. Evan Evan Ingram has really come on the last month. I, I mean, poor Giants fans. This He was, you know, Evan Ingram just – body type coming out of the draft all his his size skill everything it looked like he was going to be a star and then on the giants it just seemed like he dropped every pass they threw to him on third down every like every catch they needed to have he dropped giants fans were sick of him he kind of gets forgotten about in the offseason and then in like the last month has come on and been like travis kelsey jr almost just like running just over people stiff arming getting open making plays um yeah i i i like the chiefs to win here but i am a little concerned you can catch andy reed in the divisional round like george was saying there's definitely going to be there the element of like a little sleepwalking i'm afraid of and uh mm-hmm. peterson you know that he he knows andy better than anybody knows andy and probably vice versa the uh the only i remember the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl with Doug, we went into Kansas City early in the year and played a really close game. And I, I, I think the Jets. It's just hard to to watch a team and a quarterback play as bad as Lawrence did in the first half last week, come back to win, and then think they're going to lose by eight and a half. That just seems right. like way too many fucking points. So, yeah, I mean the Jags, the Jags got to kind of be. I mean they they it was they did a much bigger thing than the bills did. The bills just let a team hang around very, for very too long, but they both probably feel like they got away with it. They won a game. They had no business winning both teams. So, you know, there's not gonna be a repeat performance of that. I think Josh Allen, Jacksonville, Josh Allen could Mm -hmm. also be a huge X factor. If the Jags can do what's that. And Trayvon Walker, they got to think that defense is really good. Yeah, that defense is good. And if they can do what the Bucks did to the Chiefs in that Super Bowl where Mahomes is running for his life and you blanket the receivers, like that's something that's possible. And also, these fucking cats. <laughs> the Chiefs, like we were talking about. Are you talking about, talking about, about the night, Jaguars George. when you say these fucking cats? Do you mean the oh, Jaguars? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> these these predatory cats in the NFL. Uh these Chiefs also, by the way, the last game they played, they played a Raiders team that had nothing to play for. It was bullshit. Stidham's breakout game that he didn't even win was against the Niners the week before. They barely closed out the Broncos, let them back in the game, lost to the Colts, went to the limits against the Texans. Like, it's a pretty porous defense. And like you said about Evan Ingram, if he gets cooking, and then you got the running game with ATN, I don't know. So we're all all on the Jags here, I take it? That's... uh... That's one for the Jags across the board. I am a little concerned. I saw a quote from Trevor Lawrence where they asked him about how he was going to handle the crowd at 
the crowd noise at Arrowhead. And he was like, I don't know. It gets pretty loud in Jacksonville, too. And I'm just like, ooh, no. Mm-mm. Well, that no, is, uh, that's not that's not even on the list of stadiums. I mean, we, we were talking about that last night, too, George, about like you think Arrowhead, Seattle, Buffalo. You don't think Jacksonville yeah, until until Jacksonville gets a, a penalty for making too much noise as a crowd like the, the Chiefs did in the 90s. Then then hey. we'll see. Also, Jacksonville gave out things to their fans called the Jag Rag. That was their that was their version of the terrible towel, the Jag Rag, which I don't have to tell you what it sounds like. So sure. that's what you're asking your fans to throw around like you there it's you already lost they're throwing jag rags in the air is it some yeah. some ad executive or some somebody works for the jaguars like i've got it for, for the playoff game we'll give away cum towels yeah so fellas i'm gonna give you guys two more things to just to just just to think about that i that i cobbled george is like stop fucking around i no, mean no, 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 prep. he's got research so so like uh this jaguar team reminds me of that jaguar team that went into denver heavily favored against John Elway and beat them. And then like 10 years later, that heavily favored Steelers team that they beat in Pittsburgh with Blake mm-hmm. Bortles. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do. I, I remember. Think, I think Trevor Lawrence is already better than Brunel and Bortles right now. So. And that, that Jags team had already lost to the Steelers, that Steelers team earlier that year too. There's definitely some, Correct. some corollary there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's that move was on. Doug Marone's proudest moment of Doug his Marone, life. Doug Marone, yes. The Probably, legend. yeah. The, the sweatshirt legend. Uh, let's m- move on to the night game on Saturday. The Philadelphia Eagles, seven and a half point home favorites against the Giants. Uh, Jalen Hurts off the injury report. He is a full go. Lane Johnson off the injury report. He's going to be a full go. I think this is going to be. Look, the Giants, they, they have played very well. They played us well a couple weeks ago with their backups. They kept it close. I think this the, the the Eagles have been waiting for like a month to play a real game. There's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and I, I I think I could see them maybe coming out a little a little nervous, a little hot, a little you know some overthrows. Maybe things aren't clicking right away, but I think they'll get it going eventually, and I think they will cover this game at home. Give me the Eagles. Uh, I like that too. I like that too. I think the strength of the uh, the Giants. Defenses, of course, is their defensive line. But with Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau, unfortunately, like strictly Eagles is their offensive line. And if Blaine Johnson can like summon like a strength of like, oh man, because I think he's got a torn. I was like, what's a? He's got an abductor. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, an abductor. It, it, it's like the the it's something. Yeah, the the muscle is like torn off. And every time he moves, he's going to be in a ton of pain, which that's the thing where it's like he's the muscle's been abducted. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> it's been stolen. <laughs> Uh, the uh, like he's off the injury report, but he's going to be in pain the entire game. So I don't. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it's playoffs, man. I mean, like you, you yeah. I know that everyone had that mentality of like you know last week with Lamar, like throw a brace on it. <clears throat> well, it's I think it's, it's playoffs. People are in pain. People are hurt. It's different when you're a quarterback and people are like just go out there and play. It's like, yeah, but then if I do, guys three times my size are gonna try to kill me. If you're an offensive lineman, it's like it's you're gonna be in a shit ton of pain and it's gonna hurt. But you know, you're backing up and you're blocking, or you're going forward and you're blocking. Yeah. You're not and you, you know, Blaine Johnson, he's six foot ten, three hundred and thirty pounds. He's bigger than everyone in the world. Yeah, it's a little yeah. it's, a, it's a little harder to exploit 
a, a wounded, you know, player like that. Yeah. Like when a quarterback, you know, has like something wrong, you can easily exploit that. I really, yeah. I, I really hope that the real Daniel Jones shows up again. I, Dayball does a great job of hiding him and and leaning on the run and and letting uh, Daniel Jones sort of use his legs. But the Eagles defense, if if we have the juice and uh, the pass rush is getting there and Saquon is struggling to find holes, I just I would love nothing more than just like a Danny Dimes three interception game. I just I don't I can't see. Daniel Jones going into Philly and taking the Giants to an NFC championship game. I don't see it. I, I don't, I mean, it's tough to look at too. Like even these, like these receivers have been playing really well for the Giants. And yes. Like Isaiah, Isaiah Hodges, a Buffalo Bills draft pick who we tried our hardest to keep stowing away on our practice squad and Dable finally got him. Uh, and, you know, Richie James, like these are not, you know, yeah. household names, but I mean, how are they going to go up against that? that Philly defense though. Like, I don't know if they can keep doing it. And that's yeah. what I was saying. Cause like, I don't, I don't see where their wins comes individually. Uh, as far as like the Giants goes, like, I mean, Daniel Jones got to run the ball a lot. The defense sort of the Eagles running quarterbacks. They don't play well. I mean, he ran the ball 17 times last week. He's got to run a shitload more than that. I just don't see where their wins are going to come. In fact, I like the Eagles by like a couple scores. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, that's that's my line of thinking where the game goes. I think the only way the Giants have a chance is they replicate what Washington did against the Eagles earlier this year on Monday night, where they're they're gonna have to go for like, you know, 10 for 13 on third downs and just being like third and two, third and three every play, and Correct. then turn Jalen Hurts over on the other side. And I just I I don't think this Eagles team is is really good and they haven't played well in a month. They've kind of they they really ran a vanilla offense against the Giants backups, um, saving Hurts. I, I it seems you know from from reading the tea leaves, it seems like he is fully healthy and they're not going to shy away from using him. So I yeah I think they're they're going to win big. Yeah, the the buy helped with resting up Jalen. Also, like how are the Giants going to stop AJ Brown? Like just on like vertical one on ones. Correct. Yeah, there's no one's going to keep up with him. Yeah, no, but, you know, nobody's been able to stop him this year. Hertz has done a great job of getting on the ball. Um, yeah, I think I think Eagles, Eagles pretty substantially as well. I, yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. And Danny Dimes, yeah. as great as he's been running, he's taken a lot of hits, man. Mm-hmm. There's right, so. uh it's like I I was on pro football reference earlier, and I'm just gonna give you like one good stat that's like that I thought I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, uh Scott is six and two against the Giants with 414 yards and nine touchdowns based on 86 carries and 17 receptions for 222 yards. Brian Davis said earlier this week, or I'm sorry, Wigmar does earlier this week is like he is not a giant killer. So I think he's gonna come out juiced up too. So that's Boston. The the Eagles fans know that Boston Scott. Anytime touchdown bet versus the Giants has been a moneymaker for the Absolutely. last three years. And it's funny to watch the sport because, you know, two years ago it was like plus 500. And now, like when they played a couple weeks ago, it was like plus 170. So, like the sports books have, have caught on. You know, everyone's aware that Boston, this is what he does. And yeah, I, I, Boston's got one of my all time favorite Eagles. 
It feels uh, like he's been on the Eagles for 14 years. It literally, yes. I think, I think Darren Sproles just changed his identity <laughs> and was like, I'm going to keep playing. Cause it was like, it was, it was like Sproles left. And then we just had another short running back. I'm like, all right, sure. Same thing. Let's go. No, that's a guy that I feel like is just always on the Eagles. That's how I felt about Deshaun Jackson. I'm like, somehow he's always on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let, let's move on to the Sunday game. I think we're all no disagreements yet. Uh, we'll see here. The, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Five and a half point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. Matt, you're wincing already. How are you feeling? Oh man, I've I, it's been such a roller coaster. Last week was the most excruciating football game I've ever watched in my entire life. It was a seven hour game. I'm so <laughs> glad it's over. Uh, <laughs> I do like that. For the most part, the national sports media has turned on the Bills. They don't trust them anymore. Yeah. They're talking about Josh Allen's red zone interceptions and erratic interceptions overall, and him holding on to the ball for too long, him reverting to rookie Josh, trying to do too much. I'm all in on that, and I like being under the radar. You know what I mean? We're favored by, what, five and a half? Yes, five and a half. Which is insane to me. I mean, you, it, is, but it has been confirmed that both of those linemen are out for the Bengals for mm-hmm. Sunday. So that's huge. Um, Chris Sims. Th- can we talk about this piece of shit? This fucking haircut? Do you know Chris Sims? I, I'm aware of his work, yes. With his you know- little fucking tuft of blonde hair and his little yeah. buttoned-up denim shirt. This horse shit. He texted a thing that no one is afraid of the Bills receivers, and the Dolphins showed that. Hmm. And we had two receivers that went over 100 yards, like Gabe Davis and... And Stefan Diggs, obviously, and Shakir, the rookie, had three catches for 51 yards. And we were mixing in Cole, which who I don't know why he's starting over Isaiah. And then Cole had, get, Cole had a good game, though. Let's he did. He, and he we're going deep plays. John Brown. What, I, I'm getting way off topic here, but what I'm saying is I think we stand a chance. I don't know. I mean, this is more like a field goal as time expires for either team kind of game for me. So five and a half is, uh, I don't know. I would probably, if I'm going spread, take the Bengals. I'm just hoping that the Bills win. Okay. How do you feel, Georgie? Um, uh, I am actually going to, I'm looking at like a 2016 Bills win. I, I'm not the biggest Eli Apple fan, and that's who, uh, that's probably mm-hmm. going to be guarding Gabe Davis. I think yeah. Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox have a really, really, really good game. The fact that they're missing three linemen, that means they're able to rush for. I think Leslie Frazier is going to dial up a few things, but maybe not go crazy. I just, it just need for him to just be different, be a little exotic. And Burrow's going to be running for his life. I don't see a lot of points being scored again. So like 2016 Bills. I love that, and I think you're. I think Oliver and Russo are going to be causing mayhem back there. I'm just worried about third and 12, third and 15. We let the Dolphins do whatever they want on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I do not have a lot of faith in the Bills right now, and I'm probably gonna. I'm definitely. I mean, I'm gonna take the Bengals to cover, but I'm probably gonna end up betting on them to win this game outright. I think the Bengals defense, with um, sort of where Josh Allen and the Bills are right now, is is gonna present a huge problem. Damn, 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 damn! I feel so bad for you, Matt, because. Josh Allen, he he really can't turn the ball over at all in this game if they want to win. That's the thing. No, I mean, they want to win the ball game. He can't turn the ball over. 
He can't turn the ball over. And guess what else? You do not have to throw a fucking 40, 50 yard rope every goddamn play. You've got James Cook and Singletary who are pretty damn good and have shown, you know, I was talking to George last night. The whole reason we won that game is because Singletary's hard running, getting that first down. Yeah. That game. Nobody's talking about Singletary. He's quietly becoming one of our more reliable weapons. And I think we should just use that. Go back to that. It's 70% chance of snow, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've so been sending be, me, you've been sending be me weather updates all, all week. You Every day I get the text from Matt with what Well, percentage. we were down. We, we started at 40% on Monday. Then we were up to 80 <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> now I'm, I'm doing the weather report. It's uh, We're up to 70%, folks. And it's a 3P game. It's going to be cold. I, I know they, they want to protect Josh Allen as much as they can. But I think this is the game where you just let him run the ball 15 times. I, I, I say that. Yes. I've no, been saying that for the last you. month. I'm with you. You have to let Josh. Allen, percent. This is it. I, I've been saying that for the last month, but uh, I don't, <laughs> at some point it's just like, I, I get he can is capable of making these big plays, but that's just not how you win playoff games. It, it's, it's about not making mistakes. And, and, the, and look, Burrow is, he he's mistake prone too. He he and the the lines banged up, but we've also seen last year when his line was even worse. You know he got sacked nine times in that Titans game and still won because he just he can he can he can make the plays. Yeah, he's gonna be getting the ball out fast. It's really gonna come down to the slot. Like Taron Johnson, the slot corner is gonna mm-hmm. have to really yep. step it up. And he's been playing great. He he had a hell of a game last week. Um. And yeah, that, I wanted to mention this when you brought this up. Was that the longest last week's Bills Dolphins game? That had to be the longest regulation football game. Yeah, I, mean, I talked to people who were at the game, and they said halftime happened at like three oh six p, which is like <laughs> crazy. Like usually by then you're you know what direction of where the game is going. Like the the, the next the Giants Vikings game started while that game was still going on. I've never seen right. that happen with a playoff game because they give the extra buffer in case of overtime, and then it didn't even go to overtime, and the game was still going. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was I didn't even care at any point. At the end of that game, I went from like hoping we win to saying like even I if we lose, it'll be over at least. Like everything will be over. The whole nightmare will be over, and I won't care. Well, but that's yeah. this game, and the nightmare is still here. That's uh, you. You have. I, I really do feel sorry for you because, like with the Eagles, it's house money for me. As much as I want them to win the Super Bowl, I got. I already. I already you have got it. The Super Bowl. I you have, got the great we, Super we Bowl. We just did it. It's like I remember <laughs> it. It's. It's like it just happened yesterday. I. No, I, I, mean, I I, our window could be closing because of how competitive the AFC is. Uh, no. If if the Bills lose this game and Allen turns the ball over, the offseason is going to be a nightmare. The offseason is going to be a nightmare. There's going to be. Well, let's not underestimate also the possibility on Sunday. They didn't do it last week. They saved it for this week. A nice DeMar Hamlin wave. Sure. Yeah, he, he's going to come out. Hundred percent, he's got to. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. That that was your your big plan for for last week to to circle the wagons. And they saved it. They saved it. They it knew would, it would be more meaningful in this week, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. The cool thing about this game is like you'll know early on within like the first like 
few uh, possessions, whether or not Cincinnati can protect or Buffalo can defend, because it's like uh, it's one of those games where it was like everything that's going to happen is going to happen right in the very beginning. And I, yeah. I, I tend to think I tend to lean to the, the 2016 score side of it. I, I think it will be a, a lower scoring game despite both of the offenses being really good. It just this feels like, you know, both teams are going to be jacked out of their minds and everybody's going to be flying around hitting the shit out of each other. And that's, that's all you can ask for, for playoff it's football. Cra- Isn't it crazy how Bill's chiefs last year feels like five years ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, those 13 seconds. <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about. And it's like this, here we are again. And it's like a harder game. Well, it was like, you almost knew at the end of that game last year, the Bills Chiefs game where it was like, all right, that felt like the Super Bowl. And even, I mean, even though obviously the Bengals wrecked their shit, but it's like it it felt like the biggest game that could happen. And then all of this season has been about like getting these two teams back to play each other in the playoffs. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, Bills Bills. You know, I mean, you just you just reminded me of the other thing that's annoying is like all the talk about the neutral site game in Atlanta. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Like, can we win this one first? Well, the, now uh, I just saw a thing. The NFL, they want to push to make the, the championship games, AFC, NFC, neutral site games going forward permanently, which what? I think is such a crock of shit. That's why. Why do you you know, why? Why are you trying to get the number one seed? Then like, what, what is the point of that? They can't do that. There's no way the NFLPA will let that happen. Also, it doesn't like as a as an Eagles fan, I will tell you, you can lose plenty of championship games at home to teams. You're better than that. Like we lost a championship game to Jake DeLome. OK, there's the yeah. <laughs> home field. It's 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 the playoffs. Just let you know, keep it where it belongs. Uh, let's get to it's our such a good product. Like, don't fuck with it. No, yeah. That, Stop I, fucking I really with it. You have it's an not baseball. It's not baseball. Product. I know it's crazy. So we all we all went uh, Bengals with the points there. It looks like. So we're going to our last game. Maybe there'll be some split on this one. We'll see. The 49ers are three and a half point favorites at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Maddie, who do you like here? Niners all the way. They got too many weapons. It's insane how many weapons are on this team. And back to that Chris Sims tweet, the second part of it was saying that Josh Allen doesn't have the kind of weapons other teams have. And it's, if you want to compare weapons, I think that's kind of beat anyway. I think it's kind of lame. But when you look at the weapons on San Francisco, it's, it's insane. Like Depot, a wide receiver built like Bo Jackson, Ayuk, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. I mean, like Brock Purdy looks – who does he look like? I don't know. He doesn't look like the last fucking pick, Mr. Irrelevant. I can't take it. Like – the quarterback luck that you could argue that the Niners have terrible quarterback luck because of what happened with this year with Trey Lance and everything. But as a franchise, you go from Montana, Steve Young, you know, and then the Jeff know, Garcia. Let's not Jeff forget Garcia, Jeff Garcia, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Kaepernick, Jim Drucker. Everything that happened with that, that, that poor Trust guy was electric. <laughs> Alex Smith, you know, like they always have somebody who's good at quarterback. It's crazy. And now they get the last guy in the draft. How's this guy going to do? I don't know. This guy that looks like a paper boy. He's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, the Shanahan, since Shanahan has been there, it's it makes sense 
that they have good quarterback play because yeah. his his system is you know no quarterback has ever struggled and you know he turned fucking yeah it's a definite system thing which is super impressive I and remember that's not even not even mentioning the defense yet by the way also which no, is yeah also- but yeah no he's like Nick Mullins and C J Beathard have, have looked good at times in that system so it's it's that is correct um yeah and then uh, so yeah is it. All right, so let's. I want to know what George thinks about this one before I give my take. So, George, so Matt, you're taking the Niners three and a half. George, who do you like? So I've been trying to convince myself all morning about whether or not I think the Cowboys can pull this off. In fact, if you can see it, if I was on video, you can see their stay away written on my uh, <laughs> on my notebook. <laughs> I, I, I'm in agreement with the Matt. It's like the, the, there's so much talent. I mean, they got a wide receiver. I mean, got a running back who's basically a slot wide receiver, a tight end who's basically another wide receiver a fullback who's basically a tight end and a wide receiver is also a running back. It's just way too much talent. I just don't know where they're going to be able to guard anybody. As much as I like DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons, I've liked Micah Parsons since I was, since he was in college. I just don't see where they're going to come from. Their wins going to come unless Dak Prescott plays out of his mind. And that Niners defense is really good. So Niners 27, 21. I, I've been just the aesthetic the aesthetics of this weekend besides Jags chiefs, the, you know, whatever, but just like the Giants, Eagles, Bills, Bengals, Cowboys night, watching those teams play against each other as, you know, a child of the nineties, it just makes, it makes me so happy to, to see the Cowboys and the Niners. I hope the, the Niners are going to wear those sort of like throwback font jerseys. They have Ooh, yeah. oh, that'd the, the mid nineties where, you know, just like they got to have Deion Sanders come do the coin flip for this one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think, uh, I think this is Dan Quinn. Uh, despite I saw some, some reports about he was interviewing for jobs this week on a short week and, you know, has to make a game plan for the Niners. So he's, he's got a lot of work to do, but I Dan Quinn defense going up against Brock Purdy in a playoff game. I think they're going to wreak havoc on this young man. Unfortunately, uh, the Niners got the Cowboys last year in Dallas. As 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 great as that defense is, I I think that the the Cowboys they uh, you know they had that blip at the end of the season with Washington where it looked like they just didn't show up for the game, but they played incredible last week. There, I think their ceiling for their their best performance is higher than what the Niners can do. Uh, I am going to take the Cowboys here. Wow. I mean, they did play incredible last week, but they also, how bad are the Bucks? They played the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks, the Bucks are, are bad. They're not in the, the, both conferences had three good teams each Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and then Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. Those are the three teams who really, I, I would think, have Super Bowl chances this year. And uh, yeah, the Bucks did not fit into that. No, I mean it was a default because of the terrible divisions. I, well, you I mean, did you did pick them last week though. The Bucks. Yeah. Well, I was you know I got lost in the stats. That you know, Brady magic. Yeah. Brady seven and zero versus the Cowboys. You know, possibly his you know what could have been his last playoff game, which obviously it won't be. Anyone saying that is high. Uh, <laughs> He's going to play forever. He's a bionic man. He's like, he won't Oh, stop. yeah. He's playing for Vegas next year for sure. I think uh, it's like of all the games, this might be the one that's the most entertaining because like um, 
if you look at who the Niners have played as far as like quarterback play, a couple of Cardinals games in which they won, that's not great because I think they no. played against a, a couple of backups. Trace McSorley. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. The Commanders, I mean, that's not a great quarterback play. I mean, they, they, they barely beat the Raiders with Jared Stidham. So I'm just yeah, saying, no, like, there's, a, there's a narrative out there in which the Cowboys can make this very, very, very entertaining. Their secondary is, is uh, vulnerable. And yeah, if if the Cowboys are are prepared and they have the game plan, they can get CD open. Gallup's playing better. I I, I do think that they're going to win this one. Uh, we are under a minute, so uh, Georgie, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you out there on social media and whatnot? Uh, it's like a George P. Gordon I I I, and you can find all uh, all the stuff for me with, with either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and uh, February 8th, I'll be uh, doing some stand up comedy at Young Apple. So. There you have it. There it is, folks. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much to George Gordon for joining us. And thank you to Matt Wayne, as always, for being here. Thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, help out the podcast if you can. And we will see you back here next week on the For Who, For What podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds!